Journey to Pascha, Orthodox Spiritual Reflections on Great Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. Our Daily Bread Orthodox Scripture Readings to Help Nourish the Soul From the Book of Proverbs 16, verse 17 to 17, verse 17 The highway of the upright turns aside from evil. He who guards his way preserves his life. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who gives heed to the word will prosper, and happy is he who trusts in the Lord. The wise of heart is called a man of discernment, and pleasant speech increases persuasiveness. Wisdom is a fountain of life to him who has it. But folly is the chastisement of fools. The mind of the wise makes his speech judicious and adds persuasiveness to his lips. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. A worker's appetite works for him, his mouth urges him on. A worthless man plots evil, and his speech is like a scorching fire. A perverse man spreads strife, and a whisperer separates close friends. A man of violence entices his neighbour and leads him in a way that is not good. He who winks his eyes plans perverse things. He who compresses his lips brings evil to pass. A hoary head is a crown of glory. It is gained in a righteous life. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but the decision is holy from the Lord. Better is a dry morsel with quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. A slave who deals wisely will rule over a son who acts shamefully and will share the inheritance as one of the brothers. The crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold and the Lord tries hearts. An evildoer listens to wicked lips, and a liar gives heed to a mischievous tongue. He who mocks the poor insults his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. 
grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of sons is their fathers. Fine speech is not becoming to a fool, still less is false speech to a prince. A bribe is like a magic stone in the eyes of him who gives it. Wherever he turns, he prospers. He who forgives an offence seeks love, but he who repeats a matter alienates a friend. A rebuke goes deeper into a man of understanding than a hundred blows into a fool. An evil man seeks only rebellion, and a cruel messenger will be sent against him. Let a man meet a she-bear robbed of her cubs, rather than a fool in his folly. If a man returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is like letting out water, so quit before the quarrel breaks out. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike. An abomination to the Lord. Why should a fool have a price in his hand to buy wisdom when he has no mind? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Lives of our saints. The saints of the day whose stories are recorded in the prologue of Ochred. Firstly, the Venerable Titus the Miracle Worker. Saint Titus lived in the 9th century AD. From his youth, Titus loved Christ and detested the vanities of the world. Because of this, he retreated from the world, entered a monastery and received the Great Schema, which is also known as the Angelic Habit. Without regret, he dedicated himself to the somber and narrow path of monasticism. Through great patience, he attained two basic virtues, humility and obedience. In these virtues, he surpassed not only the brethren, but also all men, in the words of Ohrid. From his youth, he preserved the purity of his soul and body. At the time of the iconoclastic heresy, he proved himself to be an unwavering pillar of the Church of God. Because of his great humility and purity, God bestowed upon him the gift of performing miracles, both during his lifetime and after his death. When he went to the Lord, he left behind a countless number of disciples. He died peacefully in the 9th century. Secondly, the holy martyrs Amphianus and Edesius. These two young men lived in the 3rd century and were blood brothers from the city of Patara. Their parents were distinguished, but also pagan. While they were studying the secular sciences in the city of Beirut, they were enlightened by the Spirit of God, and acknowledging the falsehood of paganism, they discovered the truth of Christianity. When they returned home, they could no longer live with their pagan parents and relatives, and secretly they fled to the priest Pamphilius in Caesarea, who was renowned for his sanctity and spiritual learning. With Pamphilius, they studied the law of God day and night and practiced Christian asceticism, 
It is said of Amphianus that he was twenty years old according to the flesh, but in understanding and generosity he was a hundred. When persecutions began during the reign of Maximian, many Christians fled the city and hid themselves. Others willingly and joyfully gave themselves into the hands of the persecutors in order to suffer for the name of God, who first suffered for them. Amphianus was amongst the latter group. Unafraid, he entered a pagan temple where Prince Urban was offering sacrifices to the idols. He seized the prince's hand that was holding the sacrifice and cried out to him to refrain from serving dead idols and offering sacrifices to them and to acknowledge the true God. Some of the pagans who heard these words and witnessed the great courage of Amphianus repented and embraced the Christian faith. The enraged prince subjected Amphianus to torture. Among other tortures, they wrapped Amphianus's legs with cotton and set them on fire. When he remained alive, they cast him into the sea with a stone around his neck. The sea became turbulent and hurled his martyred body back to the city. Edesius was first sent to a copper mine in Palestine and was later taken to Egypt. In Alexandria, Edesius was filled with holy zeal against a certain prince who assembled Christian nuns, maidens and virtuous women in the marketplace and gave them over to the most shameful degenerates for mockery. Filled with righteous anger, Edesius struck the disgraceful prince. For that, he was tortured and drowned in the sea, as was his brother Amphianus. Like two innocent lambs, they were sacrificed for Christ in about the year 306 AD and went to the glorious mansions of the Lord. Orthodox Readings and Reflections for Lent Brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society During this fifth week of Holy Lent and on the Wednesday evening in particular according to ancient custom our Holy Church conducts the service of what is known as the Great Canon of St. Andrew of Crete. It is called the Great Canon primarily due to its large length, consisting of no more or less than 250 individual droparia or hymns, easily the largest of all the canons we chant in our church, a canon being a collection of hymns dedicated to a particular saint, event or feast of our church. This particular canon is also called Great because of the depth, majesty and beauty of the spiritual messages it imparts, imploring the faithful to a life of spiritual renewal and repentance. The author of the canon, St. Andrew, who was Archbishop of Crete, was born in the city of Damascus around the year 650 AD into a pious Christian family 
Up until he was seven years old, he was mute and could not talk, and his parents feared that their son would never learn to speak for the rest of his life. When he was seven years old, he went one day with his parents to church to receive Holy Communion, and miraculously he received the gift of speech. From that time, the young Andrew began earnestly to study the Holy Scriptures, devoting himself to books and learning and a pious education. Having a sharp mind, he excelled in all his studies, including philosophy and oratory. At 13 years of age, his parents took him to Jerusalem in order to dedicate him to God at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. The Patriarch of Jerusalem, a saintly man whose name was, was Theodore, took Andrew under his care and tonsured him a monk. Saint Andrew led a strict and chaste life, and all were amazed at his virtue and reasoning of mind. He was eventually ordained deacon and appointed archdeacon and secretary for the Patriarch. In the year 680, Theodore included his archdeacon Andrew among the representatives of Jerusalem sent to the Sixth Ecumenical Council. And at that council, the saint fought against the heretical teachings of the Monothelites. Shortly after the council ended, he was summoned back to Constantinople from Jerusalem and was appointed archdeacon at the Church of Hagia Sophia, the wisdom of God in Constantinople. During the reign of Emperor Justinian II, Saint Andrew was ordained bishop of the city of Wartinia on the island of Crete. In this new position, he shone as a great hierarch of the church, a theologian, teacher and hymnographer. Saint Andrew wrote many liturgical hymns, including the great canon, as well as edifying sermons on certain church feasts which have survived to this day. To him is also ascribed the canon for the Nativity of Christ and many other church hymns. He died on the island of Mytilini around the year 727 AD while returning to Crete from Constantinople where he had been on church business. Our Holy Church commemorates him every year on July the 4th. The great canon which he wrote, also known as the great canon of repentance, consists of 250 hymns grouped into nine odes. The odes are biblical songs such as, for example, the first ode, which the Israelites triumphantly sung when led by Moses they crossed the Red Sea, and the Eighth Ode, which is the song of the three holy youths when they were cast into the furnace by King Nebuchadnezzar, which we chant on Holy Saturday morning, Ton kirion imnite, kei peripsute ispandas tuseonas. And the most famous of all, the Ninth Ode, the song of the Theotokos, otherwise known as the Magnificat, beginning with my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Saviour. 
μεγαλύνει η ψυχή μου των Κύριων και ηγαλίασε το πνεύμα μου επί το Θεό το σωτήρι μου. The Great Canon also includes the second ode, a severe rebuke by Moses which he gave his people shortly before his death, which is normally omitted from the canons due to its austere nature, but included here in the Great Canon of St. Andrew of Crete. The 250 troparia of the canon are grouped into themes around these odes and cover a range of topics, all centered around repentance and spiritual renewal, taking from various themes of the Bible and the spiritual life. Between each hymn is chanted the verse, Eleison me, O Theos, Eleison me. Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy on me. Towards the end of each ode are also two hymns dedicated to Saint Mary of Egypt, who serves as a shining role model of repentance, and whom we also commemorate in this fifth week of Holy Lent. And also another hymn has been added for Saint Andrew of Crete himself. These hymns imploring the saints to intercede to Christ on our behalf. The hymns of the great canon are all characterized by their spirit of profound compunction and katanixi, which means their ability to penetrate us to the very depths of our being. For example, the contakion, psychimo, psychimo, Anasta Tikathevdis, my soul, O oh my soul, rise up, why are you sleeping? And the hymn continues, the end draws near, and soon you shall be troubled. Watch then that Christ your God may spare you, for he is everywhere present and fills all things. Or the hymn, My mind is wounded, my body has grown feeble, my spirit is sick, my speech has lost its power, my life is dead, the end is at the door. What shall you do then, miserable soul, when the judge comes to examine your deeds? These hymns are a conversation with our souls. Or the hymn, Adam was justly banished from Eden because he disobeyed one commandment of yours, O Saviour. What then shall I suffer? For I am always rejecting your words of life. Or the final hymn of the canon to Panagia. Watch over your city, all pure mother of God. For by you she reigns in faith. By you she is made strong, by you she is victorious, putting to flight every temptation, despoiling the enemy and ruling her subjects. What a fitting hymn at this time when we are oppressed by the coronavirus. Watch over your city, all pure mother of God. The great canon is a call to all of us for greater spiritual zeal and repentance. It is a beautiful and inspiring service 
which we can readily download and study. If we open our heart to its messages, it can lead us to the highest levels of the spiritual life. Holy Father Andrew, pray to God for us. Amen. this edition of the journey to Pascha brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple podcasts or visit nicknos.org at lychnos.org.au where you can find more Orthodox articles talks and podcasts to help you on your journey this Lent towards the resurrection of our Lord mm-hmm.